I just thought of something relatively off topic. Yes. But wedding related. Yes. Um, that you get to keep your wedding day. Yes. Um, I, I don't know if I do. Yes. That's a big um, And I think, I think that's one of my biggest stressors right now. I can't do anything about it right now, but I'm trying to like mentally prepare myself for all of the options because that's how I was raised. Hello, cousin. Hi. Hello, cousin. Hi, cousin. Hi, cousin. Hi, cousin. Hello, cousin. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, first off, thanks so much, Courtney, for taking time to uh, chat weddings with me today. And um, I know I we've talked about this extensively. It's something that we're both living with and um, just thought we'd interject your perspective as well because you have a couple different variables than I do um but I mean maybe we should give the people a little background if you want to tell us a little bit about your story first with you and Kyle and how you guys got together and all that that's uh whatever you want to divulge to the people we'd love to hear it um first off you're welcome second um Kyle and I have known each other uh, since we were 18, so 12 years now, um, we met in university and we were friends and then we dated and then we really got serious in my professional year, which was, I don't know how many years ago now. And then we just kind of jumped all over the place with living everywhere because his schooling took us to England and then um, he couldn't find a job in his field in England where we were going to stay, uh, but he found one in the States. So now he lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. He has been there for uh, about two and a half years now. Uh, we've been doing long distance pretty well the whole time. I was down there for two full months when he first moved down, but visa f- for me was far too complicated and not worth the effort. That's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, we can open that can another day. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing. We'll have you back um, for that one. We've been doing long distance since. We got engaged. It'll be two years in November. And so our whole entire engagement has been long distance, which is weird in itself, uh, but it's just my norm. So I don't really think anything of it. Yeah, that's about where we stand. We're supposed to get married in September. So it's funny because, you know, we continue to draw these parallels in our lives. And um, as many people know, Evan and I are in a very similar situation. However, we're blessed because we're both in Canada. um, And like we've been doing long distance also the entirety of our engagement as well. Um, what kind of challenges are you guys facing right now with the the pandemic, like with the border being closed? How's that looking logistically for you? So with the pandemic, with long distance, as you know, you get through it by you plan your next visit because knowing when you see each other next helps you get through the hard times in between. I know you and Evan are super lucky before all this nonsense happened um you guys were able to see each other like every month or so which is fantastic and I'm super jealous um (laughs) we 
for a while, for a short period, for probably about a six months period, we were able to see each other for about every month and a half. And then COVID hit. I, at this point, haven't seen him since mid-March. And because of COVID, which should have been a week-long visit, got cut into a three-day visit. So I haven't seen him since, how long ago was that? I've lost track. I just hit 190 days with me and Evan, just so you know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> Speaking of jealousy. Yeah. But yeah, no, you guys have been apart for a really long time. And what's it looking like now for you guys? Like, are, are you going to see him before you get married or what's happening here? Uh, probably not. So with the borders being closed, he can come home anytime he wants to because he's a Canadian citizen but he can't go back to work and because that's where his job is right now we have to we have to look at it financially too because he doesn't have a job here so he can come home but can't go back to the state so when he comes home at this point it is for good which we're trying to work out the details but there's so many different factors at play between both of our jobs it takes time to pack up and to hire a moving company to find a moving company to choose a moving company and get him home plus a two-week quarantine so by the time we see each other we will probably truthfully surpass your 190 days that you and Evan are at absolutely you will and it breaks my heart once we're together we stay together yeah you guys are gonna be permanently back together Yes. Whereas oh, Evan and I, well better not have to. Oh, I hope the heck not. Um, whereas with Evan there and will I, be hell to pay. Oh, yeah. No, that would be no bueno. Um, Evan and I will get married, and then he'll disappear back to Southern right. Ontario. So well, there's what, that factor. That's what it originally should have been for us. Absolutely. Um, before COVID hit, the plan was get married in September. He goes back. He finishes the NASCAR season. Oh, yeah, left that fact out because oh, he works for an Aspen team. <laughs> he would go back, finish the season, and come home early. But now with COVID and how terrifying the numbers in the States are, um, and we'll leave it at that, yeah. it's, we've both kind of concluded we're not comfortable with him being in the country alone. In the event that something does happen, we have no idea what we would do. So it's, we're just kind of at the, we're going to play it as safe as we can at this point and get him home sooner rather than later um, so that we can effectively start our lives. Your ring. This is a big struggle for you. Let's talk about that. (laughs) You know what? I just kind of, it's kind of escaped my mind at this point. So... When I went down in March, uh, because I had a whole week, I have had to get my ring resized since he proposed. Um, I love him to bits. I will love him forever. But he's not a planner. Um, so when he went and bought my ring, it wasn't, uh, I need this size. It was, this is the ring I want. Give it to me. Yeah. Um, and so he just got, like, the base, the store base mod, like, the one that they had in store. Whatever they had, yeah. And it was, I think it was a size seven, seven and a half, whatever the standard is in the States. And so I've been wearing a spacer on my ring from November 2018 to 
March 2020, I just wore a spacer on my ring because I couldn't bring myself to give it up to get it spaced or to get it sized. So um, I knew I had a whole week when I went in March. I said, okay, we're going to drop it off. We dropped off uh, first thing my first morning there. And uh, they said, okay, it'll be ready for sure on Saturday for you. And we said, Kate, that's perfect. I'm leaving next Sunday. Um, and then everything progressively got worse with COVID. And I decided for my safety, I was going to cut the trip short to make sure that A, I could get home over the border because we really weren't sure what was happening because it was right before the borders closed. And because things were getting worse, it just it felt better for me to travel earlier. So I had to go home without my engagement ring. And then as I'm driving home from Charlotte, it's about a 12 hour drive, 13 for me, cause I pee a lot. Um, <laughs> Holler. <laughs> right? Like I just, it's a long drive by yourself. I'm about, I think I was honestly at like the Pennsylvania border, border which is my second last state to go through. And I get a phone call and they said, hi Courtney, your ring's ready for pickup has to be picked up by the end of the day or else we're going to hold it until we can open post COVID. And I said, okay, thank you. And you started screaming your face off internally. I'm not really sure it was internal. I think I may have yelled out loud after I hung up and I called Kyle. And at this point it's like three, three thirty in the afternoon. They're only open till five. And he was working from home already at this point. And I called him. I said, you need to get in your car. You need to drive to that jewelry store. And you need to pick up my ring now. And he's like, okay, I'm on my way. So he has had my rings because the band got sized with it. He's had it. So, like, I know it's safe. Yeah. But it's, it's weird to say a materialistic object, like a ring, got me through the distance. But it helps. It does. I've I've gotten used to not having it. I wear I have a series of rings that I just cycle through now that Kyle inadvertently paid for, so I've convinced myself it's the same thing, but it's not. It's not. So I always I almost always have a ring on, but it's not my ring. So it's weird and it's strange, but it could be worse. He has my ring. It's not like my ring is lost. It's not like it's been hijacked by the jewelry store. He has it. I just don't have it. So moving forward towards our weddings as they are rapidly approaching, which like feels like we have a boatload of time and we have zero time all at the same time. I know we've talked extensively about what we've had to change, what we've had to adapt. And I think at the end of the day, it's like, you know, what's really important to you guys and things like that. What are, we'll start with the, we'll, we'll start sad and then we'll end on a happy note. What are some of the things you guys had a really hard time giving up that you're really sad to see go about your wedding? Having both of our families together because our families, while they've never really met Northern Ontario problems, Mm -hmm. they're very oddly connected. And I actually don't know if I've ever actually told you this. So, My mom 
lived in Timmins for a very short period of her life. She mostly grew up in the Sioux, but for a couple years of high school, she went and lived in Timmins. Kyle's parents, both born and raised in Timmins. Fun fact. Number one, my mom is younger than both of his parents. My mom went to high school with his mom. Wow. But they don't know each other. Like, they'd never met in high school because they were a couple years apart and seniors don't talk to the juniors. That's just not okay. And my mom was a huge band nerd in high school, so that didn't help. And my mother-in-law was not. Fun fact number two. One of my mom's really good friends in high school, whom she used to have sleepovers with, is named Shirley Middleton, my father-in-law's youngest sister. That's really funny. And my mom and father-in-law have never met to this day. Wow. So, right? Because, and like, she used to sleep at his house, but because... There was such an age gap because Kyle's dad has, there's six siblings and he's one of the oldest and my mom was friends with the youngest. There was such an age gap. He was already out of the house. So they've never met, but like she has slept in his parents' house. (laughs) And because his parents are in Calgary and up until two years ago, my mom was still working full time. So we couldn't make a visit with, all the families being together. Right. My mom's never met my father-in-law, my father-in-law to be. I mean, I call my father-in-law. We've been together for long enough. Oh, yeah. So, and my mom just met my mother-in-law two years ago when Kyle moved down to Charlotte because my mom drove down with me. Right. So it was like that and like the extended family, like my mom actually being able to see Aunt Shirley again. And, like, little things like that. And all of our friends being in one spot. Yes. At once. Because we, he's from Calgary. I'm from Northern Ontario. He has friends from Thunder Bay. I have friends from Thunder Bay. We have friends from Calgary. We have friends from all over the place. We have friends coming from England. And now none of them are going to get together. Which I think sucks the most. And because I want to fully cancel my wedding at this point and still just get married with just our immediate family, I've planned my entire wedding. Yeah. And that kills me. The flowers are ordered. They're sitting in Charlotte. They just need to make it here. And it's, it's little things like that that, I don't know, it's... It'll suck, but at the end of the day, it's we know what's important is that it's we are together and happy and healthy with our families. But I'm a little bit peeved that I've planned the whole thing and probably won't get to put it in action. Things that you're keeping that you're really excited and looking forward towards about your wedding. I'm 100% keeping the centerpiece that my sister mocked up for us. So my sister is super crafty and she was going to do a large portion of our decorations. Like she was going to make all of our centerpieces. She was going to make my girls bouquets because we were going the wood flower route um, instead of real flowers. Um, So I want to keep that. And a friend of mine was supposed to be making our guest book. And I fully intend on still getting her to make it. And I'm going to keep it. Like, I know you made yours. Yeah, you were there. 
I sure was. We made decisions on that together. We made a lot of decisions that weekend together for two people who had never met each other face to face, which one day I'll interject that with our story, but that's a whole other can of worms. (laughs) That's another can. Yeah, so like it's, I think it's little things like that that, um, I have my dress. I'm keeping that. I am wearing that. Absolutely. If I go to City Hall to get married, I am wearing that dress. Heck yeah. But I don't like, because nothing is actually made yet, it's just in the theoretical plan stages so far. Yeah. <laughs> because Kyle has the bulk of the flowers in Charlotte, because he was supposed to bring them up when he came home at Easter. The joys of long distance relationships and then tucking oh. in that little border aspect is just mm-hmm. like, whoa. It's so, and it's, and then I think, I think what will hit me more with the distance is when he comes home, he obviously has to two week quarantine. Yeah. Um, the plan right now is he will quarantine up at our cottage with my parents. Um, if you could give advice to people that are maybe in our situation right now with weddings and pandemics and, or even just like planning a special event, like a birthday or something, what would your advice to those people be? Focus on what you can control. Putting an emphasis on what you cannot control or what is out of your power at this current moment isn't going to get you anywhere. We had, like, for an example, we had a really big struggle as to, like, we were really hopeful two months ago that we were still going to have our wedding. And then things didn't get wor- better. In fact, they got worse. It it stressed me out to the point where I was, like, getting angry skin stress breakouts. And I kind of just had to take a step back and focus on literally the next two or three days in front of me at a time. And what I could control was happening in those days because looking too far ahead isn't going to get you anywhere. Yes, you, you need to be aware of what's coming, but focusing on it too much, I think, does more harm than good. Because if you can't control it, trying to is just going to make just about every aspect worse. Oh, Pandora's going to interject for a second. Speaking of cats, that also just interjects like one tiny more thing is that Kyla has your cat. This is going to sound really bad. I have adjusted to not being with my cat, um, which Kyle will now say he is not my cat, at which point I will tell Kyle to shove it. Um, Because when we moved to England, I kind of adjusted to not having him because he was here with my sister. And then when I first went down, when Kyle first moved down, we didn't have him. We drove up, picked up the cat, spent the weekend here for Easter, and then drove home. And Kyle's had him since. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my cat. But if you've ever heard my cat meowl at you, I don't miss that. I'm really glad Kyle has him. I think as annoying as he can be, like all pets, he is Kyle's sanity because he's not 100% alone. Yes, I think that's super important. And I've been trying to uh, relay that to Evan. And maybe because he'll be listening to this, he'll you know decide to get a cat. And I keep threatening to ship Pandora to him, but um, that wouldn't work out so well. So, and he's not getting Sparta because Sparta's mine, sorry. 
advice to people who are supporting people like us? What do, what do we need from these people right now? What do we need to hear and all of that good stuff? What we don't need is your emotions on top of ours. Yes. <laughs> I can promise we have felt every single emotion you are feeling tenfold and then some. We have dealt with it and then we have felt it all over again. It's for people who are supporting, don't feel like you're being pushed out necessarily. It's just there's a lot of self-reflection, I think, that has gone into figuring out how to deal with this and unfortunately it is mostly something we have to deal with on our own so be ready like if we say I need you to do this then just go and do it but don't tell me how sad you are 50 times over because I get it we're all sad and it's hard because it is pandemic induced everybody's emotions I think are heightened a lot (laughs) um (laughs) So it's it's affecting everybody in different ways, but like, I understand you're sad, and I understand you're heartbroken for us. However, to me, it feels like, and I can probably safely say to us, yeah, it feels like our support systems are almost more upset about missing out on the party, while we are missing out on what is meant to be the beginning of our lives with our partners, which are two very different ends of a spectrum. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're totally right. And I think too, um, like the only thing I would add to that and things that have been super helpful for me. And like, again, this goes into like, do what you can do um, messages of support. And I mean, like you and I have mailed each other boxes of like, this made me think of you. So like, take a moment and like feel your feels and stuff your face with whatever I've just mailed you. (laughs) Which your bag of candy literally just went off my desk and just, it it went from my desk to my monitor. (laughs) (laughs) So like things like that are helpful. Yeah. It's just little things like it. I have a friend here. Technically they're two friends, but I, so I started working with him last summer um, when I was working at the golf course and he, him and I are still super close. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But I love his wife and his wife and I have gotten really close because they also did long distance and like super close to me. Like he was living literally two hours away from where Kyle is right now while she was living here. So they get the long distance aspect of it and they're so supportive they randomly stopped by and was like, they gave something to my sister and was like, here, this is for Courtney. Don't tell her we were here because they had the baby with them. Mm. And I still haven't gotten to snuggle her. And he knew that would upset me. So he's like, don't tell her that Audrey was in the car, but give this to her. And it was like the most random little thing. It was like a little planter with like a super punny saying on it and a bracelet. And it was just... Her saying, we're thinking of you. Absolutely. I I find that's more effective, for the most part, than words. Absolutely. And I think that can translate to, like, so many different situations. A simple, like, message of some sort of support. And it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. anything physical. 
like it doesn't have to be a gift, but sometimes words are a gift, right? And like acknowledgement, I think has been a really big thing that we've talked about, you know, putting aside your own feelings and just acknowledging that we have a lot of big feelings and that, yeah. you know, you can be sad for us. That's okay. But we can't, we can't carry your emotions too. So sometimes it's hard to convey those messages. And yeah. we've kind of talked about that a little bit before on our podcast. And like that conversation will always continue because it's something that I have a hard time with that I, I feel like I'm always trying to work on. One last piece of advice to those people that are able to attend these, um, you know, situations, what would you give those people as messages of advice? You know, whether it be a wedding or a ceremony or whatever. Like as guests? As guests. That one's hard because if you are able to attend, that means you have made a very short list, which means there's a lot of people who are probably mad at you. Let's be honest. Yeah, there's lots of feelings. I think it's just really important to remember that like this is our day and they're our wishes. They're not about everybody else. And I know that sounds really selfish, but for people like you and I who um, don't regularly make things about us, yes, it's, I think it's just really important to like, just give us our moment. Yep. And then you can feel your feels, but like, let us have our moment. And if you are able to attend, just be safe about it, especially right now. But if you don't feel comfortable with it, don't force yourself into it. No, and know that, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm going to speak for you and I and maybe some other people that might be in the same predicament. The end of the day, the goal is to keep everybody safe and healthy. And um, for some people who might not make that short list, to maybe be remembering and mindful that, like, okay, you're not on the short list because we want you to be safe and healthy too. Mm -hmm. And, you know... We know people are willing to make sacrifices and things like that. But, you know, there's also some strong-willed people out there that we all know and love very dearly that we need to keep safe. It's not like any of these decisions haven't been made lightly. There has been many conversations put into them. There has been many hours of thought put into them. Tears. (laughs) Oh, so many tears. You can still be there electronically. Virtually, that's the word I'm going for. There you go. Um, I mean, like, friends of mine in high school, when they got married, the groom's younger brother couldn't be there because he was doing medical school in Australia. So he put on his suit, and by his suit, I mean he put on the top half of his suit yes. and was in his pajama <laughs> bottom, and he joined in on the wedding on Skype. Exactly. But it worked, and everybody was happy. He didn't have to endure a 24-hour flight for a weekend. And he still got to be at his brother's wedding. And, like, now streaming is so much more convenient than it was the three years ago they got married. I think we're making the best of it as we can. The stress has done wonders for my running game. And I think too, like at the end of the day, no matter who you are, where you are, just don't be a jerk. Know that, you know, other people have feelings. (laughs) I mean, that's my philosophy on life every day. Exactly. This is why we're friends. (laughs) Right? Just be considerate of everybody else's feelings without pushing your own feelings onto them. 
Yes. And also know too that your fa- your feelings are valid. Absolutely. Ooh. Like it's okay to feel that way and to feel that grief and that sadness, but um, we can't carry it for you. Unfortunately, no, exactly. we got to put that boundary up and cause if we don't, I think we'd be crumbling. So. And I think for, again, people like you and I, we are naturally the caregivers. Absolutely. Um, for lack of a better terms, we are frequently the mama hens. But, um, and so I think that's why this is extra hard on us because we are so used to just eating everybody else's emotions for them, essentially. Yeah. Um, that it's been it's been really tough for us to put on our big girl panties and say, no, you need to deal with you on your own. I am sorting myself out. Um, which in the long run, like it's great growth for us. Huge growth for us. Lots of great growth is happening. Right. Yeah. Like I think because we normally we're just so used to being that sounding board for everybody else and empathizing with everybody else that now that we have so many more emotions ourselves, it's, we've reached our breaking point and to save us from actually fully breaking and probably snapping and saying things we shouldn't and are going to regret. <laughs> we have managed so far to stop ourselves okay. and say, you know what? I'm going to take a moment here for me, which is really important. It's still a struggle for me sometimes. Absolutely. There are days where I just have to walk away from my phone because I just, can't deal with it all and I'm gonna have some of those days coming up because we sent out a letter last week saying we are more than likely canceling but we cannot make a decision until August 19th again another can of worms that basically saying if you need to cancel reservations we feel fairly confident that you can go ahead and cancel them and a friend in Calgary texted me today I got the first one tonight when I was talking to Kyle that the letters made it to Calgary, which means just about everybody should have their letters by now. And I know the emails and the phone calls and the text messages are going to start coming in. Am I mentally prepared for it? Hard no. Nope. Am I gonna just look at the message and walk away from my phone multiple times in the next few days? You bet. Probably. But I, I have to deal with it as it comes. Again, it's the, I can't control it, so I'll deal with it as the bridges get built. Yep. You know, like, growing up, were you ever told, cry me a river and I'll build a bridge to get over it? Yeah. Yeah. Many bridges. So many bridges. But, like, I've done all the crying and the bridge building, so. So, in summation, we're exhausted, and please, we know you all care, and we all care about you, but, like. Know that there's more and there's always that tip of the iceberg and that sometimes the people who take care of people need some people to take care of them. And that's like the best way you can take care of us right now. Yes, 100%. Well, I appreciate you chatting with me. And uh, we're going to interject this, I think, into an episode about weddings. So if you want to tell us about your pandemic wedding or maybe, you know, slip us some wedding advice that we probably will ignore because we are smile and nod kind of people. It's so true. (laughs) Or if you just simply want to, you know, share some of your wedding story, we'd love to have uh, other people on the show to chat about weddings. Um, Also, you know... 
we're definitely going to have Courtney back because we're going to talk about, I'm going to rope cousin into this because I know she's editing this. Um, we're going to talk about long distance relationships because um, Evan and I are currently in one, but I also at one point in my life dated someone who was from the States and we're going to try to get that person on as well. I make you no promises if it will be during that episode or not, but uh, it will be at some point. Do you need a listening cousin? Feel free to leave us a message. Let us know if it's okay if we air it or if you would rather keep it private. Visit hellocousin.org.